This episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Squarespace, the fastest, easiest, most user-friendly, beautiful, adaptive, and compatible way to make your very own professional website, portfolio, blog, or online store. Go to squarespace.com and use the promo code THUMBS at checkout for 10% off your first order and sign up for a year, get a free domain name. That's squarespace.com with the offer code THUMBS. Is this a week where the Idle Thumbs theme is getting more complicated? I don't know. I'm asking because the Squarespace ad had some extra adjectives added <laughs> to it. <laughs> Unrelated. <laughs> I mean, it is uh, it is 80 this week. It probably isn't because we're already late in posting it, so it's got to go. That's fine. Right. No. However. You know what episode number this is. Because you fucked it up last oh time. Oh my god, it's true. It's yeah. 80. It is. It's 380. Yeah. It's 480. 480. <laughs> guys, can you guys believe we've done 680 episodes of Idle Thumbs? Can you believe we're on Idle Thumbs episode <laughs> 6,280? <laughs> episode 1080. Can you believe- Skateboarding. <laughs> Wait, hold snowboarding. On. Hold on, introduce the podcast real quick. Oh, uh, it's September fifteenth, twenty sixteen. This is Idle Thumbs two hundred eighty one. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Reckon. <laughs> I'm Jake Rodkin. Can you believe there have been twenty six thousand Idle Thumbs episodes? <laughs> well, so okay, the reason I wanted to move on to the podcast is because when Nick, so okay, so in this episode, first off, first off, fuck off. It's episode two eighty. You said two eighty one. You actually <laughs> legitimately said two eighty one. I thought you were making a joke. Oh, I. This is episode two hundred eighty. Oh, you thought it was two eighty one oh, the whole time. Shit. Oh no. man. Sorry, this is Idle Thumbs 280. I'm Chris Remo. <laughs> Just reveal yourself to be that computer. Okay, I can't believe we've done. I can't believe we've done 1080 episodes. Joked Nick, and then I know what you wanted to say, Chris. Yeah, I know because so uh, we realized uh, the people who realized this were me and Ben Burbank, who's a, a programmer who works at Campo Santo. Uh, that many popular display resolution standard are secret anno titles. So you guys know the Anno series, like Anno 1404, Anno 2070. Yeah. Like Nick, you and I have played a lot of those games. Economic management, city builder games. Uh, they're all named after years. They used to all be in the past, which I liked, and now they're all in the future, which I don't like as much. But the thing that they all share in common is that their namesake years, the digits in them always add up to nine. Right. And we realized that through some weird, like, I guess, coincidence... I mean, it's got to be some sort of strange mathematical effect of, of power of two plus or across 16 by nine or who knows. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But uh, when you add up the numbers of like most modern resolutions. Like 1080p, 1440p, uh, even 900p. 2160, 2160p. 720p. Yeah, they all add up to Weird. nine. Those are all potential Anno names. Anno 720. Hmm. Anno 1080. My New Year's resolution Anno- <laughs> is Anno 1080p. <laughs> Can't wait to run Anno 2160p in that, in 720p. (laughs) I I only have have an old video card. Looks like my monitor is running at Anno 1080p, but Anno 2070p is only running at 700p. What's up, devs? (laughs) Oh, my God. It's not even a valid Anno year. It's running at 900p. (laughs) That's true. Software downsampling my Anno. You know you know. You know. You know. You know your console's not living up to promises when it's when its resolution isn't an anno year. Isn't an anno year, yeah. yeah. Mm, mm. 
Speaking of consoles living up to their promises, yeah, I hear you got the one that plays the 4K Blu-rays. That's true. Yeah. So on, the- <laughs> I got you got Xbox Ones. I did. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about Abduction, which is the new game from Cyan. Nick's going to be talking about a game called Software Inc. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll talk about Deus Ex again. But first, I got a console. I this is weird. <laughs> I realized that I haven't bought a new console in a decade. Oh, weird. Yeah, I, I, this wasn't like a thing that I was w- holding out for or anything. I just, um, it occurred to me that the last, the, the newest console I had was a launch PS3, um, which is what I, yeah, which like was the only console yeah. I had plugged into my computer. I mean, I had an Xbox 360 as well, but I've moved multiple times since I got it and it's not hooked up right now. But I had the PS3 hooked up so I could play Blu-rays on my, just on my regular, you know, on my, my HDTV. And, uh, and... It is. It was weird. So wait, why did you buy this thing? Okay, <laughs> why would you buy a video game console, Chris? So, so the the way I ended up buying this one is actually kind of stupid. I I was like, my original plan was okay. I'm going to get a PS4. Hold on. First off, let's just before we uh, before we get into this story, imagine all of NeoGaf sort of like creaking forward in their chair a little bit as they hear <laughs> as they hear Chris tell this story. <laughs> it's not an interesting story. No, I don't know why I'm telling it on a video game podcast, but I but maybe other people will will. I, I don't know, feel similarly? Maybe not. I don't know. So I was, my my sort of just running plan for months and months and months was, oh man, okay, well there's that new PS4 rumored. Um, I already haven't gotten a PS4 or an Xbox One this long anyway. I might as well just wait for that one because it'll probably be in the same, you know, it'll probably be in the same price range mm-hmm. and then the lower the price of the old one, I don't know. And uh, and I might as well have the one that's, that's just the better one um, since I've gone this long anyway. And then... They announced it, and it doesn't play 4K Blu-rays, mm. which you know isn't necessarily the end of the world. Like th- I don't think there even are tons of 4K Blu-rays yet. I don't know, but yeah. it's, I think purely just because I was in this like use case of the majority of what I'm using any console for right now is playing Blu-rays. Like I pretty much play games on Steam for the most part. Uh, I I was like, well, if I get a new thing, I kind of want it to be the one that has all the future-proof stuff, at least as far as a console can be future-proofed, you know, which is... Uh, if know. I'm going to buy a Blu-ray player that plays video games, I might as well get the 4K Blu-ray player that can play Xbox games, I guess. Chris right. Ramo. <laughs> well, yeah, and then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess the Xbox One already does this, so I'm, I'll just get that. So I literally just went on Amazon and ordered that, and now I have that. And weirdly, the, the cheapest way to get an Xbox One S, which is the um, sort of... Screen, rev, like the one that does 4K Blu-rays. Yeah, let's be honest here. Um, uh, the one that'll let you watch The does, Martian. Does the other pristine. one not? I don't even know. I don't know. If <laughs> I don't one, think the original Xbox okay. One does. That. Well, so anyway, the cheapest no. way to get that one, weirdly, <clears throat> is to get the one that comes with the Halo, like anniversary, mega whatever. anniversary yeah. collection. Yeah, because that one has a small. There's like a bundle. You can get a smaller hard drive. Xbox One S, and it comes with that bundle, but it's cheaper than buying any just other SKU of the Xbox One So the one first S. game you got for your Xbox One is Halo. Halo, <laughs> Halo <laughs> so, Combat Evolved. Right? Yes, it is. So, I, I, hmm, was it, did it run in 4K at least? Come on, Chris. Did it run at 480? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. I actually had to... Un- Not a valid NO resolution. I, no. <laughs> It, I actually had to, in order to get it to run a 4K, I had to not run it through the receiver. Everything else goes through, which I learned 
is old and does not support 4K. Uh, yeah. So I had to plug oh, it straight into through. my TV. But then it did. And it was actually crazy. Oh, Halo Just, 1 4K'd? Well, they have this new... The, the point yeah. of this set is that um, the games have been in, in various ways like remastered, which in some cases... <laughs> Find I Find out where. <laughs> yeah. I think in some cases it's pretty minor because some of those Halo games are pretty recent. Yeah. And, and maybe not... In some cases not touched at all. I don't even know. Because the only one I played was... Uh, the first one because I just thought it would be fun to load that up because I haven't played it in years and years. It was really fun to load it up. The original Halo is still super fun. That game is so good. It's so clear why Halo became a total benchmark for console first-person shooters. Um, Certainly the one that made me receptive to console first-person shooters. Um, And it's got the, the, uh, you know, the sort of treatment that a, a, a number of kind of recent classics have been getting where they redid all of the textures, Mm -hmm. you know, and and you can actually flip back and forth instantly, which in a first person shooter, like big real time game is actually kind of crazy. Like just the back button or what used to be called the back button and now is like, I don't know, a hamburger button or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, On whatever button (laughs) that is on the controller. Press hamburger button. Yeah, you press hamburger to switch to look at old game. (laughs) And it's 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 shocking. It's shocking. Um, because I, I was playing for a while in the default mode, which is the new textures, and obviously it runs it at, at full res as well. And I was like, oh, this is funny. It looks chunky and hilarious. Um, but then I pressed the hamburger button or whatever it is, and it... Let's just call it what it is. I'm just going to call that. I pressed the hamburger button, and it goes... And it was... The difference was astonishing. It was like, oh, right. This game, the environments in this game used to basically just be untextured geometry. Mm-hmm. I had totally forgotten about that. Just like gray slabs everywhere. It is so different. The original game is so much darker. I actually got like... Like, like thematically? Edgy. Yeah, just... it's super edgy. Master Chief used to be total hard ass. I mean, that was closer to the 90s back then when Halo that's, came out. That's so true. Was, you know, that's true. Get, getting that out of that's the That's true. No, I yeah. just mean it was like physically, physically darker. So I, I got really obsessed with like... like brutally. I... I got it. I, ha- I ended up developing like a tick where I was constantly pressing hamburger all the time and flipping back and forth between the two. Because there are scenes where you basically just can't see anything in the like you'll be in a tunnel. Oh, so you like treated a, the hamburger like your flashlight. Yeah, it, it felt <laughs> it felt like actually going into a into the settings and like boosting the gamma to cheat. Mm. It kind of felt like that, but it was also just <clears throat> sort of Doom Three esque uh, yeah, experience, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, but it was mainly just really, really interesting to see, like, to see the artistic choices they made in changing them and what they flushed out and what they didn't. Um, and but it was just bonkers because I, uh, you know, obviously as with anything, you the original one, I thought it just looked really cool, and you know, n- looking back now and sort of readjusting my memories was was very fascinating because they tried to do the thing, you know, I think which is common, which is make the updated version look like what you remember the original one looking like. But man, it was way more different than I than I remembered. Anyway, Halo is awesome. And I started on Legendary because I, I just, it had been a while since I played a Halo game. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to just go total just bananas mode uh, uh, while pressing hamburger. And uh, I... W- had the an experience that I I have not had in a long time, which is that did you guys see Edge of Tomorrow? Mm-hmm. I know when that movie came out, this is what oh you everyone mean live die repeat. About. I do mean live die repeat. I mean all um, you need is kill. Is that also called that? I think that was the book anyway. Oh okay okay. <laughs> I think it's called that in Japan. Anyway. Okay sure. 
Um, that is all I need, which mm. is why I installed Halo Combat Evolved starring right. the Master Chief. <laughs> um, but I, it was that that feeling, you know, which that movie itself, and I don't know, maybe book also, clearly like lifts from video games. Um, but it had been a while since I had that incredibly intense, like jump back into the situation, like learn every in and out, shit, die, come back, like gain this additional little facet. And there was one room that I remember being the exact same place for me uh, when I first played that game 15 years ago, which was this like two tiered kind of atrium with a, a ramp going up around the perimeter of the room. And there's just, you know, aliens coming out of like multiple doors everywhere. And you're essentially just walking into a grinder. I mean, it's completely brutal, but playing on legendary and sort of feeling my dormant halo skills, like synapses fire and like neurons come back to life and these weird skills I haven't used in so long. Um, it was amazing. Like it was so much fun. I really had a blast. And that this past week ended up being a total theme for me because there was that there was Deus Ex, which I'm just like way deeper into now. I mean, I've explored like every square inch of Prague. Um, I'm now on the like second Prague segment. So after you leave once, I'm now in back, second Prague. <laughs> I've, I've achieved second Prague. Um, <laughs> We're deep into the video game nomenclature right. this episode. Yeah, hit the hamburger Hit the hamburger achieve second, second prog. <laughs> Turn it on and play, whenever you like. And playing this much Deus Ex has reminded me there are actually fairly few games like this which have so much world interaction, like first-person games with just enormous amount of worlds inter- world interaction where you can affect the state of the world and your character and like all of this really fiddly interaction and stuff to read and like computers to hack into and just... Th- that is not a common paradigm right now in, in AAA games. And then also the Halo paradigm is not that common either. That's just not that kind of single player, um, very combat simulational, um, high sc- sc- uh, scripted, but scripted in like AI scripting as opposed to Call of Duty scripting. Um, not very common in AAA, at least to my awareness. Um, and th- so. I had a, just a huge like nostalgia slash like old skills reawakening week, and then that capped off with Abduction, uh, <laughs> the new game from Cyan, the creators of Mist, which is the most throwbacky of anything I've played in a while. Probably, I think you guys played a little bit of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played about the first. Well, I played about as much as I played of Mist. Let's put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> Before I just kind of, yeah, yeah, realized I was walking around the same environment and not knowing what the hell to do. So, Abduction <laughs> is a game that is a puzzle adventure. I guess is that what these are called? I guess, yeah. yeah. That's, it's tough because I, don't, yeah, a puzzle adventure is probably the most accurate because it's not an adventure game in the sort of LucasArts Sierra yeah. tradition. Nor is dialogue it, trees. Nor is it a puzzle game in terms of it just literally being puzzles. Right. It's a world with a story that you explore and a, and that... The, For those who don't know what Mist is... Yeah. Um, and uh, there have... There was a huge run of those games in the 90s, and then I think they sort of existed for a niche audience all throughout the 2000s, the first decade of the 2000s. Yeah. I don't think there have been a lot of these recently. No. Um, so this one, this was this was a Kickstarter game, and it was intended. I mean, The Witness. The Witness. 
The witness is the close. Yeah, the witness, the witness is, the is like yeah. we, we could talk about that. It's in a, a different few track of this game, but yeah. yeah, you're right. It is the closest to that we've had in terms of a v- widely notable game. Um, but this is way. This game is like it's classic shit. It is totally classic. It's hilarious how classic it is. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even realize it was out. I, I guess it came out several weeks ago. Well, the the developers, I backed Abduction on Kickstarter on a whim, sort of during the. <clears throat> During the Kickstarter fever of a few years ago, uh, when everyone was backing every game Kickstarter, it seemed like. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, in aggregate, your 20 video game friends probably have backed the majority of video games being produced on Kickstarter. Right. Um, but they sent out an update a couple weeks ago that just said, oh, abduction's out. And then there, the next <laughs> sentence was, yeah. uh, we probably should have told you guys it was coming out, but we've, we're so heads down on getting it done that we just thought it would be kind of a fun surprise. So literally, like, that's crazy. people who backed the Kickstarter I just woke up with a Steam key in their inbox that also mapped to a game you could just purchase on the internet. And people, like, f- That's kind of, so unusual for Kickstarter games. Yeah. yeah it's kind of awesome that it they is. did that. Yeah, it's just like, each shit, we shipped a whole, like, yeah. commercial-grade video game. It's done. Like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was really nice. Especially when it's one of these, like... Cruise from the '90s goes back to do yeah, the thing. which often end up taking like a long forever time or never comes out or they like yeah, majorly yeah. cut it down. I mean, I I've only seen probably 40 minutes of this game, so I have no idea, and I haven't been re- I haven't read any of the buzz around abduction. I so, haven't like, either, so I don't know what you know. Mist and especially its sequel, Riven, were known for being pretty sprawling, like big. I mean, you know, large games, and I have no idea what the scope of abduction is, but the picture that it paints is that it's at least reasonably large it feels like it's the yeah it feels of similar scope to the old ones to me. right when you start it's, playing it oh sorry go ahead no it's it's for me it was a little hard to gauge that because it, it the density of interaction i don't really have a sense of yet like missed it felt like when you're playing that game things were fairly spread out and because it, you were clicking through like that slideshow it took forever to get from one thing to the next but like mm-hmm. with this game because you can just walk over to the thing and click on it like i don't really know I, yeah, I don't know. It's probably it's probably longer than it seems, I, but the, it, the, the world scale seems a little bit smaller than Mist. Maybe the, yeah. you're right. It does it does mm-hmm. feel more compressed than Mist, but I think that's probably an intentional design choice mm-hmm. to try and yeah. like reduce um, busy work and, and retraversal. Yep. Yeah, yep. it fe- the reason it feels like it's going to be fairly big to me is because uh, of just some just various environmental clues that feel like oh this is this is pointing towards another area Unlocking that I just can't even yeah. perceive yet. I don't know if that's true or not. It feels like it's a pretty substantial game. Yeah, but, I uh, yeah. I've only played the opening ten minutes, then I watched Steve Gainer uh, play it for about a half hour, and he was farther along in the game than I have any perception of. And some things that I noticed that made me want to play it, and then I didn't play it, of course. But uh, the, the <laughs> just it seems like it has the the visual diversity of Mist games. Like the thing, when I think of Mist, and one of the reasons that I think it probably captivated people so hard in the early 90s was because in that game, you literally could like fall into a book and end up in another world. And it had like the huge redwood tree forest or the weird like desert, or, you know, mm-hmm. you're off on a lighthouse out in the middle of the ocean. Uh, and it seems like I was worried when they first announced this game that it was just going to be a couple areas but it seems relatively large uh, mm. or relatively diverse except that they've like it almost feels like a bunch of mist aesthetics like kit bashed together which i thought was kind of cool hmm. um, that, that's good to hear because so i've played a few hours of this game so i i've played more of it than you have probably less than steve based on what you're describing but uh i 
I am glad to hear that because I mean I might be wrong begin- and I might have just seen like the exceptional zone. Sure, but the game start the the game begins well the game begins with a little introductory thing which whatever but then it, I really like that little introductory oh, thing. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, I was not as crazy about I it. Had, I had I I felt guilty for liking it but I liked that I liked that Cyan was at least trying to open this game differently yeah. than, than some okay, previous stuff. Like, I, I also appreciated like, that. Right, yeah. That it wasn't just you're suddenly in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I know that everyone is grabbing for Spielberg stuff right now, and including I felt Cyan at the beginning of this. It was a total like close encounters in the outdoors situation. Do you want to just describe it since it's not really a spoiler? Yeah, the game opens yet. with you at uh, in what seems like a like national like park campsite or, yeah. or something where it's just you know like basically almost a car camping campsite where you there's little barbecue pits and picnic tables running around the edge of a lake at night and you hear this sort of glitchy digital narration of someone recounting when they first saw a light in the sky and then you see a light in the sky and that stuff looks really cool yeah it does God, and then, the, the particle effect on that like final moment it, it, in it was really was, filmic and cool yeah, yeah as you as you the full screen stuff that they do is yeah. great. It's really yeah, you, you sort of wander through the park and then eventually the crazy sparkling light trail that you see in the sky rushes across the lake and comes right up to your face and is actually a weird little device that's been fly, 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 flying through the sky. And then in total mist slash cyan style, it turns out that it's not an organic creature, but it is in fact a weird puzzle box sphere that unravels itself uh, and is made up of like 15 different really nice looking materials and then yeah it, you get enveloped in a crazy particle effect that looks sort of like out of focus embers but then like you said really impressively resolves into the actual world of the game without a cut and I thought yeah, all that of that stuff really, was like that was really visually awesome. cool yeah uh, and then it's uh, oh right before the little trail box thing opens up it emits a ring around you that disappears, and then when you're in the new world, it seems like uh, it wasn't just you that was transported, but it was an entire sphere, uh, you know, like six meters out uh, of Earth, just like warped into the world of abduction along with you, which you then see, like, you get a little farther into the game, and there's like an old residential house and some and like a cement street, like uh, that's just plopped into the world. Right. And the a impl- lot of hard edges. Yeah, the implication being that other just, other people yeah. who have visited this world encountered that same device, and then it basically just grabbed a sphere around you and moved you into the world. And I thought that was what I meant with sort of like it feels like kit bashed, almost like just okay, ch- yeah, chunks of yeah. reality overlaid on top of themselves. And I thought that whole concept was a good like. Feels, think? feels very much like a cyan thing, but is like more interesting and more sort of modern feeling than the right. movie inside of a book. Yeah, no, I see that. Do you think any of the sort of preceding residents of this town got telefragged by people's like, houses and shit? <laughs> I hope so. Warping in. I hope that you find some jibs. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I that I noticed that you guys may have gotten sort of a hint of is that it feels like... The world design of this game feels feels contiguous the way that Riven did. Like uh, Mist was a bunch of mm. small isolated worlds that you jump to through like little warp gates inside of books, like slip gates, if you will, uh, to use the terminology mm, of the telefrag. Yes. Um, whereas Riven was one big contiguous world, and uh, I noticed in the sort of hub area or like the area sort of around that house and the and uh, the sort of starting zone, it seems like there's a lot of one way gates, which makes me suspect that. Uh, there's a lot of sort of Dark Soulsian world design where you where you go yeah. out into the world and then loop back through a one way door <clears throat> that then becomes a two way door later on. Like mm-hmm. it's that's not the way that Cyan gated stuff. Uh, 
in Riven as much to my experience, but it seems like the actual structure of how you loop around through this game feels like it's informed by newer yeah. stuff. Do people use the adjective Soulsian? Because I, I think know. they should. I think that should be the... Instead of the Dark Souls of whatever, I think Soulsian is <laughs> a good, good adjective. It's a very Soulsian I'll level do, I'll do what I can, structure. Chris. I, it's right. got soul. It's got soul. <laughs> it's got soul. But yeah, I, it's a bit Soulsian. I didn't have time to get very far into it, but to your point of it just being a 90s cyan game, I played that awesome introduction, walked through some like really beautiful uh, like desert path, and then uh, found a strange mm-hmm. machine that emitted a laser for a second and then turned off, and then I couldn't get it to do anything ever again, and I went, okay, I guess I'm playing oh, a mist. So you didn't see the mistiest thing. Oh, oh I've seen it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say, well, I was waiting waiting for this okay. one. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mentioned that the, the, they don't have QuickTime movies playing in a book in this game. <laughs> oh, however, they however, they kind of. <laughs> they have they have QuickTime movies of FMV characters playing on, like, glitched, okay. glitched out camera-facing TV screens so, like the dog food in Wolfenstein. No, yes. also just through windows. Oh, Wait, yeah, no, okay. that's the best. The guy. guy through the window. You know what's amazing about that guy through the window? Uh, do you want to describe what is it, what he is at okay, all? You well, like so you, knock on a door. You knock on a door and then a, 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 like a panel opens and, and then the there's FMB a porthole and there's an FMV man and he's, and he's just, meant to be an actual he's, yeah, guy. He's in face. the world talking to you. You know the, what's crazy about that? There's a real-time shadow that's casting off of that thing. Yes, he is. He oh, is <laughs> so it's so weird. So <laughs> I, I looked at this for a minute with Steve uh, and he is not merely an FMV inside of a door. He's an alpha cutout of an FMV that then has a little bit of parallaxing flat behind yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I the second I started watching him, I immediately started just moving side to side, See what, like wasding around. It feels like he has a little bit of a distortion on him or something to try and round him up. Yeah. But he's just yeah. a video. He's yeah. just a blue yeah. screen video. Yeah. I could not be more happy I than know, a blue screen no, video, no. man. It's, it was. It was. Oh, yeah. you know the worst it was a great part. Moment. I mean, I say worst, and I don't. Maybe I mean best, but I, I don't know what I mean. <laughs> but he's also got like. Just the full on, like, hey, partner. Oh, my God. And all of his slang he uses, like, made up, like, oh. sci fi game slang. Yeah. Like, he's always taught, he's oh, like, he's, yeah. you got that blorping device. And it's, <laughs> what? Uh, I believe his, his character, uh, his character's name is the Lore Slinger. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is it a requirement when you have a, a, a siege, like, a. Uh, yeah. yeah, if you're an FMV Real actor, you do not walk. You you do not walk into frame. You fucking saunter up. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh yeah. Can, no. 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 Totally, <laughs> yes. Like why don't? Why doesn't he just talk like a guy? I don't know. It's amazing. I Characters from it. all different games have shown mm-hmm. up, and this guy was actually the main character in Sega's Time Traveler uh, <laughs> motion graphics VR uh, reflection arcade Mad game. Mad Dog McCree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I couldn't believe it. No, that guy was yeah. <laughs> I mean, part of it, like, I, the thing is, I also just, like, don't, I guess because I'm just a shitty San Francisco man, like, I don't really enjoy um, sort of cheesy Western settings. So I, I, that's one of the reasons I'm kind of glad, or I hope the game explores other, like, the game, the game opens, or the main game opens in a, in the sort of, like, ersatz um, frontier town with this, like, wacky technology as well as these sort of inserted chunks of just stuff right. that, Jake, you were describing. Have you used yeah. any large track-based vehicles to oh, drive yeah. around? Okay, oh, yeah. good. Just yeah, making yeah. sure. No, I've, I've like, ridden a little train around. I've started up generators, like, gotten power lines working, uh, like, open and closed doors, used water flow to... Are you are you playing with the mouse? Are you, yeah. And are you doing... Yeah. You're doing uh, free walks? Oh, yeah. Is there another... Versus, there's, yeah, there's point and click. Oh, crazy! Yeah, I was just there's curious. like slideshow style. It uh, I mean, you, it's I just, think. it probably just passes you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But huh. uh, yeah, I was just curious. I was yeah. playing with a controller. 
which was also not, a free walk. I imagine. not great. Uh, yeah, but but it also just means in a game where you have to find a single pixel to click on that you're just swiveling around oh, forever yeah. and it's terrible yeah. and I couldn't find anything and I'm really bad at this game right now. Yeah. I, need, I need to actually It's just play hard. It I mean, it, like, we haven't mentioned yeah. that, but like... Yeah, no, it's classic uh, Myst. I had the exact same experience as, as, as the original Myst where I realized, like, what the game was and then went, oh, maybe I'll just put off trying to figure this stuff out and just walk around the world again. And so I just did a loop kind of, like, procrastinating, like, figuring out, like, where the things are. I found that to actually are. be really nice in this game, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... It's definitely more accessible than Mist is. Well, it's not. It's less accessible than Mist virtue, it, like in relative to its time on yes. this planet Earth. Because no, who, what, who will play this if you didn't already play Mist? Mm-hmm. But like, if you just took both of these games out of time and put them next to each other, and they had the same graphics and everything, the puzzles in this one would be more accessible than like just starting Mist cold. I think, if that makes sense. I I agree. Um... It, it is interesting to me that Cyan put this game out in the same year as The Witness came out because The Witness f- feels very much uh, like, and Jonathan Blois has said that it is uh, an, a sort of inspiration, or yeah. its it source of inspiration was the Cyan games, and it's very much his take on those, or he used that as a starting off point. Um, man, I had a point that I was going to try and get to with this, and maybe I don't have it anymore. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I, man, I have nothing to say. I, I thought that I did. Anyway, the the smallest, most most useless point is when I was playing The Witness, having spent a decade plus starved of, of missed games and definitely like mm. of games from Cyan, mm, right, okay. my brain sort of was like, oh, this is what Mist was maybe. And now I'm like, oh, no, 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 yeah. no. What Mist actually is is a bunch of yep. wacky robots and FMV characters that make <laughs> animal sounds. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, it, it was interesting to be able to then just sort of reflect on how... With far more abstract, with like, or less abstract and more kind of... Um, like arbitrary puzzles. Yeah, there's yeah. there's always more well, of a sense to missed puzzles than there are to traditional adventure game puzzles. I feel oh, like yeah, I mean the missed puzzles definitely. are you don't solve them backwards. Like an adventure game puzzle, I have a monkey in my inventory and I need to adjust this valve. I can turn the monkey into a wrench. Ha ha ha! It was a monkey wrench all along. Is like Monkey Island at its right. at its worst right. slash most notable. But missed, it's more. You press a button and a strange sound effect happens, uh, and then you see that icon next to a light bulb halfway across the island, and you realize that if you press the button, that light will turn on, mm-hmm. and somehow that relates to a map you've seen of three lights turned on in the yeah, world you somewhere else. learn properties of yeah. these devices and um, then, yeah, learn their logic. But it was just a reminder of how intensely distilled down the witness is when it comes to this stuff. Um, or, like, it distills everything down and then just goes a completely different direction with, yeah. with it. Well, Definitely. also just, I, I was just fully conscious of like starting out in the witness and there is a panel that is clearly just a puzzle that is the same puzzle type as the rest of the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh yeah, this thing is like, it's not holding your hand necessarily, but it's very apparent exactly yeah. what you're supposed to do it's right off the bat. It's leading you into what right. you're doing. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. Playing, whereas playing this game was like, oh man, yeah, Mist was not that at all. Mist was like, I'm in the world and there are things I can click on. The, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, just, it seemed like they wanted to use the... Well, the sort of structure and style of of Mist to instead like teach you this crazy puzzle yes. language as opposed to yeah. just although secretly right. though I feel like yeah, you there's then some, used there's that puzzle language like Mist just skips straight to you're inside a giant clockwork puzzle yeah figure out this entire weird bespoke clock whereas the witness feels like ah oh, it's not going to actually be that really you're just going to learn this weird puzzle language 
But then it's slowly that. to uh, actually make yeah. this Correct. Clockwork Island yeah, unfurl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's like an extra layer in there. Yes. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, abduction. I definitely walked around probably for half an hour before I started actually yeah. figuring anything out because I just had no idea what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. And the guy, the wacky cowboy in the in, in the, the in the ha- in the, the FMV shack, and yeah, like is sort of ostensibly tells you what to do, but he's like it, he he's. Uh, sort of obnoxiously um, re- restrained about it. <laughs> Gotta get that power on. <laughs> Gotta get that. Won't hold your rise and fries and hand about it. Like he's yeah. he's like I'm not. <laughs> ain't no time for hand holding. You know, <laughs> like I I because okay. you can keep pressing the button on his thing and he'll like. But see, he sounds like the like just the simple Southern man lawyer archetype. Like, <laughs> <laughs> in your impression. I'm just a simple lawyer. I won't. He can't be holding your hand. <laughs> For these hair machines. It's <laughs> <laughs> not really what he sounds like. <laughs> if only. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was annoyed at that man. A little bit. It's fine. It's all he knows. It would not be a missed game, though, if there wasn't a vaguely obfuscated FMV yeah. man trying to say, <laughs> you need to... Bleh, bleh. Like, the my, my only memory of FMV characters in the first missed games are the two guys who made the game. Uh, as people inside of red and blue static yeah. quick time movies saying, I need a page from a book and being like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Man, <laughs> the terminology also has gotten even wackier than it was in Mist. Like there's there's like I don't know, if you guys use the like crazy laser machines and stuff, they're like Marfu or something. They're, they oh, all yeah, have yeah, like yeah. outrageous names. Gotta get that Marfu device running. Uh, and I'm oh, like, well. that just sounds like you're made up swear words. Like it literally, like the words that he has Marf and Marfu. You gotta get that motherfucking device. That's just what the aliens called it. He he's stopping to die. They, right, they yeah. don't work very well, as you can see. So people started cursing laser, at them immediately. But I call it the Marfu because my mama raised me not to swear. <laughs> just an old lawyer. Just a simple country lawyer. Just get that motherfuck device. Up and <laughs> so anyway, that's abduction. That's John that's Grisham's exactly abduction. what abduction is. <laughs> yeah, my 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 simple feeling so far is just I'm glad that one of these exists and is competently made like it would have been really disappointing i know if cyan had been like we're back the guys who set this genre on the map we're back after 15 years (laughs) nope i was also relieved at that honestly yeah yeah Yeah. if it's a very polished game that does the thing that it says it's gonna do also um i was not a huge fan of this genre when it was new but i think absence has made the heart grow fonder for me a little bit like the complete lack of this as a as a competently made thing sure. has, has made me well, so happier to, get, to play it now on that i think this is related to something we were talking about with no man's sky several weeks ago because i was trying to imagine this game through the lens of like anyone who doesn't have original grounding for mist which is all presumably a lot of people who play video games right now especially people younger than we are well this can be a secretly puzzle-laden walking simulator with bad fmv acting yeah that's true the opening very much feels like modern no you're right you're right it does the opening is like dear esther or something but like but the but it is so much harder and less like a walking simulator never really obfuscates what you're trying to achieve and this game totally does um and it reminded me, you know, we had that discussion about No Man's Sky a few weeks ago where we talked about, like, oh, wow, what if in some sort of, you know, imagine the alternate version of now when that game wasn't the subject of, of I mean, games were still hyped up 20 years ago, but there just weren't mechanisms to be hyped on the kind of 24-7 level that you are in a world with, like, the ubiquity of the internet and 
uh, video games having $100 million marketing budgets and stuff. So, you know, we were talking about, like, imagine in the world in which No Man's Sky was this just thing that your friend gave you or, like, you just happened to come upon, like, learn My about My friend from gave your, me like, 400 floppy disks and yeah. it had the most amazing Well, no, game. I mean, you could still find <laughs> it on Steam or something. Like, you, ha- sure. it's still possible to have this experience on Steam with games that aren't yeah. actually well-known. Um, but it hadn't been hyped and you didn't know what it was promising and you are just, like, this unfolding universe. You're like, whoa, you know, this is crazy. That was, this is crazy. That, <laughs> this is absolutely marfin, 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 marfin motherfucking Man, yeah, the world where No Man's game. Sky had just shown up unannounced as a game on Steam. Right, and I Ooh. think that that <laughs> Mist kind of Mist is a weird case because Mist is something that was simultaneously one of the first examples of crazy video game hype. I mean, retroactive hype because that game became a phenomenon rather than something that was actually anticipated yes. prior to release. But most people probably played Mist after hearing about it from a friend or like on the news or something. But because there wasn't, there still wasn't ubiquity of game distribution. Like you, you, you still wouldn't, it would be unusual to have been a PC gamer in 1995 and to just be awash in like infinite games well, to play all the time. And also th- there just wasn't like the access to seeing what that game looks like or feels like ahead of time. Like, yeah, like right. a you let's play like, or oh, a even, crazy a, world. even a screenshot, all know, yeah. really. All I, I know mean, about, well, you probably saw a screenshot. Maybe, but it was like, maybe. But all you know is maybe like... you it's saw a, that box art and just thought, you thought might it have seen, cool. Like Chris said, though, you might have you also probably seen saw it on the news. You might have seen it on the nightly news and you would have seen a camcorder pointed at a TV screen and it goes click, click, and then it shut, clicks to a hand on a Macintosh mouse clicking <laughs> twice, then dragging, and then like... A bookcase opens, right? And you but, go, then once you, but then once you've paid like fifty dollars for that and you have it, you're like, well, I, I mean, I think a lot of people probably gave up because it's hard. But like a lot of people also were probably like, well, I don't, I guess I just this is, I guess what this is, like I, this is just what this is, and I have to figure it out. Like that's what happened with me, certainly. Um, for a lot of adults, it feels like Mist had like a Harry Potter-like draw to them almost, where it's like there's a window inside of my computer that will take me into right. a place that yeah. I did not know existed. Right, which I think was beyond what I bothered to imagine as you a kid. You also played a lot of games as a kid and stuff. Like, you, I think you kind of, you're like... I, well, it, and I think kids just take things for granted. But like, yes. Because you don't know what's unusual. Whereas if you've already lived like 30 years and you've never seen anything like Mist, it's much more notable than if you've only lived for like 10 to 15 years. And, and then, also you've played X-Wing versus And Tide also you've played whatever. X-Wing, yeah. yeah. Oh, Actually, right, this is one of my first like computer games, so that oh, it, really? I, okay. I was completely ensorcelled by Mist. Like I thought, oh, there you go. Yeah, oh, I was, was. Was it the surrealistic adventure that became your world? Y- yes, <laughs> I'm still living in that world. But right like, now. so what I mean is, the successor to that abduction has just there's not really any. I don't think there's any chance that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, no. W- what is the audience for this game that isn't already the Mist audience? Is it just people who like crazy challenges? Um, like, will people who play The Witness? I I don't know. I wonder. I just wonder. Mm. Yep. Like, are they making this game just for those people, or I wonder if they're if they see themselves as making games for this game for like just anyone? And if so, I wonder how you find those people and like how they encounter it. It's yep. harder now. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird to think about the fact that this that even though if you're a computer literate person, man, I'm about to just old man it up here for a sec. But the idea of computer literate, so like you know how to. I know what an app store is. IRQ setting. No, no, oh, no. Okay, I mean. The reason that Mist, the first game, at its time was super popular, I think, like it also started off on the Mac. It was yeah. like if you have a CD-ROM drive, like if you got one because of work or because your new Macintosh came with one, mm-hmm. you can literally buy this disc from a store, put it into the computer in your house, press the icon that comes up on the screen, and then this thing you've never seen before appears. Yeah. It's the it was the how CD-ROM do you tell app. how do you get abduction? Yeah, it totally was yeah. like that like that that experience 
one, like you said, is pretty non-notable in the grand scheme of the world that we live in. And also, there's no way that, it, that even like technologically it will be anything resembling that singular or accessible. Like a person right, can't just be like – just look like that. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, even even so, if you're the sort of person who doesn't play games but could be, um, to use uh, a previous word du jour, to be ensorcelled by this mm-hmm. uh, by by the world of abduction, I'm sure it could, in theory, have the same pull on a person that it that it had on any one single person uh, that missed it in the '90s. Mm-hmm. The sort of story behind how you get to it is also impenetrable to people for whom this is not already a big part of their lives. You mean because Steam is not a household name? Or Yeah, I mean, yeah. Steam, I well, guess maybe the App Store, if it's on the App Store, but like game consoles. I bet if you're below a certain age, Steam is essentially feels ubiquitous. Yeah, it, it may have been that. Well, but, I don't know. I was going like, to say Minecraft, but Minecraft's not on Steam. But I think a couple that, of days of notice ecosystem. it on the front page, though, and then it's just kind of, you're oh, going to have oh, to search sure. for it, and you're going to have oh, to, I mean. Oh, right. like, but that's just like, you're talking about just stumbling upon it. Well, I thought, yeah, yeah I mean... I also that's... just mean, like, two adults telling each other about the game. Right, right. That's just, yeah. you can't be like, go to the store next to the bookstore in the mall that you already go to and Well, that's buy a thing, games, I mean, that's just a thing with games forever. That's true. I mean, I, I guess, yeah. That, I mean, that is definitely true. Yeah. It's, it's, this style of game seems like its appeal was entirely outside, or almost entirely outside of people who played video games when it was in the 90s, though. And then those people were brought in and became a very niche audience, the people who kept seeking out these games. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I speaking of going to the store in the mall, is this game coming to consoles? I don't think it... I have no idea. It is, yeah. Hmm. I haven't, I haven't seen anything about it being... Yeah, I, I, I guess I guess that part of like that would actually be dumb for them to not put I, it on I'm console. sure they yeah. will. It's an Unreal Engine game, I mean... Yeah, I, I might as well. Yeah, they already have controllers yeah. and everything. So. I guess to your point, Jake, also, like, the window to another world thing, which was totally notable in 1995 um it was sort of like it it's kind of just a matter of circumstance that yeah. the version of that 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 was was like crazy puzzle thing because just happened to be what that development right. team made think, whereas now yes. like oh it's like a window to another world but like that could be literally that could anything. be skyrim that could be like, whatever yeah. that's also yeah. every that's, major movie is well, is the same thing is just we're yeah. going to build a gigantic space in a computer and then fly you through it over and over again right that's true yep no, I think people got a lot of different things out of Mist, yeah. and uh, yeah, it is it is definitely like a game that at that time covered a lot of uh, ground that um, other games weren't. I can but only assume just... you guys played this in the Oculus Rift. I did not. No. Okay. No, I didn't either. Uh, <laughs> you guys want to take a break? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. Video This episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the fastest, easiest, most professional, most beautiful, intuitive, easy to use, compatible and adaptive way to make your very own professional website, portfolio, blog, or online store. If you go to squarespace.com and use the promo code THUMBS at checkout, you will get 10% off your first order and... If you sign up for a year, you will get your own domain name thrown in there for free. Squarespace is basically the best. You can get it's. <laughs> hey, what do you want me to tell you, Jake? The I, truth. That is the that is the. I believe it. That is the truth. I like Squarespace. Yeah, everyone does. Um, you can get started without a credit card. You just sign up, start making your website. Uh, you don't have to like commit to anything before you understand how the tools work, uh, what it looks like, how it works. 
Uh, but then when you're ready to check out, use that code THUMBS for 10% off. Sign up for that year. Get that domain name. Yep. Get all your stuff. It's the, <laughs> it's the only place you need to go for your website. Squarespace.com with the offer code THUMBS at checkout. Thanks, Squarespace. Video games. This episode of Idle Thumbs is also brought to you by Harry's. Harry's is a high-quality manufacturer of high-quality razors and other shaving products, and they will send those products directly to your home or your office or anywhere else you tell them to because uh, it goes in the mail. Send them anywhere. They'll send them wherever. If you go to harrys.com, that is H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, you can enter code THUMBS at checkout to get $5 off and help support the show. That is $5 off anything in your first purchase at Harry's, which includes their sort of $15, everything you need to get to get going with the shaving. Um, bring that down to 10 bucks. Why not? It's got all the stuff in it. I <laughs> To get you going with the shaving. You know, get you going with the shaving. So I was doing a, a RimWorld stream recently and Were you shaving? Was it sponsored by Harry's? I, uh, no, I, I wasn't, and it and it wasn't. But oh. uh, someone on the chat was like, "Hey, I've heard you talk. What is this? I heard you talk about Harry's, but you've got a beard. What is this?" And I said, "Ah, well, what I use Harry's for personally is for that old neck beard. Uh, it's a, all yeah, well it's and good. You got to like maintain your you'll, beard. You'll notice and, I have a beard, but it is not a gross beard. Yeah, it is right <laughs> now because when we record Little Thumbs, we get up early to come into the studio and do it early and. And so usually out of thumbs days is the days I'm most likely to have gross neck remnants. But, uh, but yes, no, I really enjoy, um, the, like cleaning up the beard up around the neck. We actually got into a very long conversation on the stream about like, Oh, where do you shave the neckline? Like, where do you shave the, up to the point on your face? And like, where do you put the line? And like, how do, hmm, interesting. Um, I don't remember which one that was, so I don't know how to tell you to go back and, and listen to it. But even if you're a, a beard person, uh, Harry's will still shave excellently and help you look nice and trim and well-groomed. So go to harrys.com. That is H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Use the promo code THUMBS to get $5 towards your first purchase. Thanks, Harry's. Video Nick Brecken, you've been playing some kind of like simulational video game. Yeah. Okay. Like I I'd never heard of this game until you mentioned it to me. Yeah. I um. What's it called? It's called Software Inc. That's where you could buy Mist back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and also at Egghead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Egghead Discount Software. Yeah. Anyway, um, Electronics so- Boutique Software yes. Incorporated. Yes. Um, no, I heard about this game on Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Electronic Fries. I thought that name of that store was Electronic Fries for so long because instead of Fries Electronics, because the logo, Electronics, is above Fries. And when I was just a kid and I looked at it, I just, I, I, my brain skipped over the S in Electronics because it looked like a an adjective noun combo instead of a possessive mm. noun uh, plural noun. So it just looked like electronic fries. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. It's like fry, but he's electronic. And it's like his place. And he sells those things because he is it. It's like Crazy Bob's car dealership. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought it was. Yeah. Yep. Elect- so come down to electronic fries. We're crazy. We sell you computers. We missed. Yeah. And then I did buy it. Anyway, Nick, you play the <laughs> software ink. So you found it on the internet. Uh, yeah, I found it on Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Um, 
it's it's basically I guess the easiest way to describe it is um, if you played game dev story, it is somewhat akin to that game in that it is a sim game that is attempting to simulate the experience of creating video games, which I was not necessarily wild about playing, but then I read this because <laughs> <laughs> that's gross. But then I, I read I read a uh, I, I, I read Good a point. It's, yeah, it's not fun. Um, <laughs> but I read a playthrough of it and it sounded amusing, so I picked it up. Um, it uh, so what I like about this game is that it doesn't. It's not just limited to video games, so um, it's actually a fairly so it's in early access. That's the first thing to say. Um, it is not a finished game, and it doesn't feel like one uh, at all. Um, but what, what it's trying to do is it's trying to actually simulate like software in general. So in this game, you can make I don't know what that means. Well, you can make uh, instead of just like so. All right, so it's a game where you what, you have like little sim sort of characters. You you build a little office. You put them in it, and then they work on stuff, and you can assign them different things to work on, et cetera, et cetera. And software, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Software, et cetera is the name of the company. And um, so, uh, but but uh, in this game, you can, for instance, like create uh, a game engine. You can create like an OS. You can create like all Weird. kinds of stuff. Just like a game developer. Well, <laughs> I always build my own engine and operating I think you're, system. I think you're not a game developer, though. You're a software developer. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Sorry. You don't make games. You, you can make be, software. You can be anything. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes, I yes. see. You can choose to make games. You can, you can choose to make games. You can choose okay. to make both. Um, but so it's just, it's, it's, what it's doing is in the background, it's simulating a bunch of other software developers that are out there making stuff. And then all of these things are sort of interconnected. So when you want to make a game... Uh, this crazy page pops up that says, like, okay, what's the name of your game? What genre is your game? Okay, what game engine are you going to use to create this thing? Here are the list of game engines that are out there in the world. That have been made by, like, other simulated companies. Yeah, that have made by other simulated companies. Uh, Here's the quality of the engine. Here are how many active users it has. Oh, crazy. Here's the license fee for that engine. (laughs) Now, now that you've chosen your game engine, here are the OSs that it will run on. Uh, here, here, like all, here are the active users for those operating systems. Like it's ridiculous. The like the all of the interconnected stuff yeah. is really that really gets good. real. It's that's like interesting. Oh yeah, of software development. Basically, it's that's also what just it's trying to be like software development. Yeah. So so okay. So now you want your game to be what? There's like a little flow chart. So uh, on the sort of like far left end of this flow chart, mm. it's like all right. It's like it has text. It has 2D graphics. It has audio. Okay, that's all that it takes. Um, now you need uh, to use a 2D uh, software engine to create your 2D graphics. Now choose one of those. So you finally get done with all of this stuff, and then there's something that you know just off to the side that says, "All right, well here's the recommended number of artists, programmers, developers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, here's how probably how long it'll take. It might not take that long. It might take longer than that. Uh, and here's you know what it's going to roughly cost in your burn rate and all this stuff. And it's like, oh my god." Like just just getting off the ground, just choosing like what to do in this game is is just ridiculous. Which is kind of that's like what, accurate though. Which is what it's yeah. like to make games. So it's kind of it's kind of cool, um, and it's really hard. I so so there, it has a sim style like building uh, tool. So you actually have a plot of land, and then you create walls, and you create like you put a water cool over here, and you make a desk over here, and. And then it has some sort of simulation of the actual like environment, so um, you have to make sure that it's well lit. Otherwise, your little uh, software developers will be upset. Does, you have to make some sure that it's... some prefer dim lighting. <laughs> yeah, there's, QA the, floor. there's the dark room for the artists. <laughs> yeah, uh, close yeah. close the art floor and the QA floor mm-hmm. with b- 
buy these old bed sheets and use them on your windows. Oh man, it gets gross. It gets gross. It, 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 it in like a realistic way. Like you have to hire a cleaner, otherwise the environment just gets trashed. Oh after my god! Like a wow. Month. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. It's. It's it's again it's early access so like a lot of this stuff is kind of rough but it's 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 going in a direction that's really satisfying. Um, so I started out playing and I thought, all right, well you know there there are sort of various difficulty levels and various um, starting uh, um, scenarios. Like you know you can have sort of fifty grand starting out, you get five hundred thousand dollars. You can start at nineteen eighty, you can start at nineteen ninety nine, or I guess nineteen ninety rather. Um, I was like, all right, I guess I'll just sort of pick the default. It was nineteen eighty. I'll start out with like fifty thousand. And uh, see where that where that goes. So I built yeah. I built a fairly what I thought was a fairly modest office with like five desks and five sure. computers. And I figured I'll just have one of every sort of discipline. There's there's you have to have marketing, and the marketing is like a constant burn. And so you kind of want that to be done by an actual marketing person and not by like just you know you. Um, and so you know there's a, there's a whole create a character thing. So I made me roughly, you know, stupid me with my glasses and name myself Nick Brecken. And then, you know, you have different traits and all these things. So finally I get in there, it's me and like four other people. And I'm like, all right, I'll just make like an RPG, like a text RPG. Just throw one of these It's together. 1980. I'll just kind of shovel wear it out. Just shareware, $4 a unit, whatever. Just get it on the shelf. It'll be fine. Yeah. And I get, <laughs> you know. Did the, it, name get, did the game get named by Software Inc.? Uh, yes, okay. it was Brecken Quest. Uh. So you named it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't. Mm. It, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, I, oh. it doesn't generate the name for you. No, it does not. No, it's not like Game Dev Story where where you sort of cho- choose like two things and then it just kind of generates stuff. It's it's actually all kind of okay. Uh, so yeah, Brecken Quest. Yeah, anyway, Brecken was, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the story. No, 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 no. So um, in the tradition of of many games of that era, named after their creators. Yes. Can you Wasn't find and meet Nick Brecken inside of the game and kill him? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, Lord it, Breedon. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, so, uh, you know, I, I spent, like, I don't know, less than a year making this thing. And, um, you know, very quickly, like, you, you know, each developer is, you know, taking up, like, at, at least three grand a month in salary. And uh, I started with 50. It cost, like, 25 grand just to build the place. I had like no money. I had to start taking out loans at least three months before the game was released, and we were just heavily in debt. And so I finally released this thing, and it's it it gives you like a little review, like like you know in the paper or something, and it was like Brecken Quest, horrible piece of salt, like just terrible, <laughs> absolute garbage, just deplorable. Like, and then I realized like oh. It's because the way that this works is when you start developing the game, there's actually a period where you're not actively developing it, you're designing it. And if you if you It's like pre-production basically. Yeah, basically pre-production. If you if you stop that early, your game has a max level of quality. Like you can never be better <laughs> than what that was, and I think it was just like bad. Like I think I had just stopped. <laughs> uh, you I were... was like I was like I'm going to run out of money. I'll just click this just button. Throw it in the ma- throw button it does. into full development. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As your so, designer's like da, 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 da. Okay, I mean we'll do our best. <laughs> right. And so I find I released <laughs> That's the thing. What? I, I think I also skipped beta. And so I really I released the thing. <laughs> this will be fine. And and 
it had so many bugs. And then so after the game is released, there's like a support ticket queue that starts popping up. <laughs> and now instead of, and I was like, oh my God, I released it on the wrong operating system. Like nobody owns this thing. So we have to port it like immediately. Like we have to start porting it now. But then there were all these support tickets coming in. So my guys were just like, I would, uh, I got to work on the support stuff. Like we can't just not support this game. And we just we just immediately. Why weren't you ate, streaming this? We just immediately ate shit and tanked. It was just like bankrupt after the because I didn't know if the game was going to be any good. Please I probably st- should now. stream your next venture. Yeah. Um, but then the the venture after that though was interesting because then I started out venture. and I was uh, <laughs> I, I was uh, <laughs> I, it was just me in a room and I was like all right I'm just gonna no burn rate just me alone indie <laughs> dev in a room like just four walls oh man what? and just sit there and design it until it's amazing till the design <laughs> is amazing that's how games work yeah it's kind of and uh, and then I'll just hire another guy. And we'll finish it together, <laughs> and we'll just we'll just it'll just be a shoestring. We're just it's just going to be a two yeah. person operation. This We're doesn't just... work, by the way, unless you're Jonathan Blow. Mm-hmm. This literally works for no one. This, yeah. this yeah. I'll just sit yeah, in the Jonathan room. Blow and like the FTL guys, and that's it basically. <laughs> but so I'll just like do this, and then it'll be great. Um, and th- so I hired this guy, and the way that you hire people. There's like a whole interview process where you have to spend money to find the right candidates. And then they have not only do they have skill sets and different, you know, uh, specialities and things, they also have personality rankings in terms of whether they're going to mesh with your team. Mm. And I didn't know that. And so I hired, <laughs> oh, man, yes. I hired this person. <laughs> and after about six months, I'm looking at the sort of, you know, finished bar of like where we are and we're just making no progress. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, we're just doing nothing, and and, and I, it looks like I'm working, but my guy, but the guy next to me, this guy I'm like <laughs> trusting to like help me finish this stupid thing, is like doing nothing. And so I look and I click on him, and there's like a little efficiency rating. Is it zero percent efficiency? And then I realize that all of his thoughts are just I don't like Nick Brecken. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and so this guy is just all he's thinking Hyper about. accurate video game. He could, he, could, he could basically, he could have all kinds of thoughts. He can be like, I, don't, I, I need to use the bathroom. I'm like hungry because I don't have anything in this stupid office. But it's just I'm in this fucking room just with this non-stop, fucking guy. I hate Nick Brecken. I hate Nick Brecken. I hate <laughs> Nick Brecken. I hate Nick Brecken. He went six and, months without noticing yeah. this too. Oh, we were bankrupt because there was just no time left. To like, if I fired that guy and started with somebody, I mean, it was just, it would be an absolute I disaster. That, I love that your plan didn't even have time to fail for normal reasons. Yeah, no, it was just, I hired someone who didn't like me, and there was no time to back out of that. <laughs> there was time, you just well, didn't notice. Yeah, yeah, I, I was completely unaware. My designs are perfect. What what the fuck's that guy been doing for six months? Let me look at his, uh, yeah. let me look at his journal. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Mother of God. The, yeah. Co- sorry, uh, I got some news for you. The company has dissolved immediately. Thank you for your time. You. See you in the halls of Activision. Yeah. Last, where we now both guy's work. last thought of fucking thank oh, God. God. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. fucking dumped. Yeah. <laughs> you guys picked up a paycheck for six months and leaves. Right. God. Anyway. Dire. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Brutal. So y- that's you, amazing. You, you end it. up with a lot of uh, you know scenarios that make you think of other game studios. Like I, I hadn't, I definitely at one point had like an Ion Storm situation going on where I spent way too much money on the actual office layout, <laughs> yeah. and everybody was really happy, but nobody was doing anything, yeah. and it was just awful. <laughs> and the game was bad, and not, it was, you know. Anyway, that's so good. So I don't know if this game it's it's a little bit rough right now. Like it's not it's it's very difficult, which maybe is its intention, and, and it, it probably should be, but also it's it's a little hard to to use right now. But it uh, what's it, it going to take the ship a hit, Nick? 
<laughs> I have no idea. Um, there, which the, is the, the which team, is the answer. The team behind this game is just running infinite simu, just running thousands of simulations through right. their game to figure out right. what makes a perfect game, and then when they figure that out, they'll put it into their game and they'll ship it. Right, and then it'll be done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they shipped it and they took money. So, I mean, that's the real answer is just to take yeah. money now. <laughs> that's true. They figured it out. And then. <laughs> it's not really access. I mean, yeah. it's hard to make a good game. So, you just charge yeah. before you know if it's good or not. Yeah. And then, yeah. I wonder what the level internally of their game was before they started selling it. Like, was it good? Was it bad? <laughs> right. <laughs> Who can say? Anyway. I wonder if as the clock progresses in Software Inc., if things. Is the intent, do you think? That, like, you said you started in 1980. Mm-hmm. Do, like,. Will modems appear? Will Steam oh, yeah. and consoles appear? Will it's, early access appear? Will you be able to kickstart your uh, game in 2014 if you I, if you survive that long? I don't know about that, but there are different Ugh. eras of computers that are unlocked. There are different. Oh, that's cool. There are definitely. Yeah, um, that's good. I think I think there is some level of that built. Do you into have to it. like? There are servers. You have to there, buy servers and like link there, them. Do you and have then, to like upgrade your computers as computers get better? Like, are you going to be in 1995 and still using 1980 technology because you haven't bought new computers? Yeah, no, you have to upgrade. Oh my god! And, and the computers actually get worse if you don't have like good cooling, you know. And like servers need what a server. Servers need a server room, <laughs> you know, that's like fairly cool and like environment control. If you don't wow. liquid cool your rigs, yeah. Uh, no, there's a, this, this game has a lot of potential. It's it's again like a lot of this stuff is still kind of fiddly, but like it it I don't know. It's it's interesting. So software cool. ink. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> good night, Chris. Good night. Bye. Bye. You want some reader mail? Uh, oh yes. yeah, I guess we should do that before you go. Before you sleep. Yeah. <laughs> before your sleep begins. Yeah. Software ink. All right, Gabriel Tripp writes, Nick's Emergent Battlefield 1 friendship reminded me of a TF2 experience that may entertain. I'm listening. I had not, <laughs> I had not played TF2 in years, despite having over 1,000 hours in the game. So I decided to check back one day recently when I was waiting for Overwatch to release. I entered a public payload server and started playing my favorite class, the Medic. I was doing okay, but I started mm. getting annoyed with the random nature of a public server. Sorry. The chat was filled with memes, but no communication. Everybody ran single file into the conflict area and smashed into each other, and teammates made no attempt to protect me. It was like every reason I left, but distilled over time. I kind of stopped playing and started wandering around the map contemplatively and dying randomly until I noticed a spy had singled me out. So in the middle of the nonsense chat, I started saying, Spy, I'll heal you. He killed me a few more times, but eventually saw his name in the chat, and when he met me again, he stopped. We stared each other down, and I said, I'll heal you, again in chat. (laughs) He looked up and down rapidly like he was nodding and then disguised himself. We went to my team's engineer and sapped his whole setup. He disguised as the engineer and I started healing him again. We shut down my whole team and got him a kill streak. At the end of the game, my team started complaining that we had lost because I'd been healing a spy the whole game, <laughs> which was true, <laughs> calling me an idiot and so on. They hadn't seen the chat amongst all the meme noise and seemed to think I'd done it by accident out of naivete. But the truth is, there were two spies at the top of the leaderboard, <laughs> and despite being a medic, I was one of them. Thanks for the great podcast, Gabriel. God, the true spy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> the really truth good. is, there were two spies. That's very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that there is a very solid Tinker Tailor montage that happens mm-hmm. uh, as when they're yeah, remembering right, what yeah, happened the flashback, on that server. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as you see the the just like I will kill you, just like scroll by incredibly yep. quickly in between like Man, Garfield's someone, someone and like flipping through sheafs of text of chat and highlighting yeah. somewhat indiscriminately, then finally right. like going. But they're all just like Harambe and stuff, right? But yeah, then yeah. like the like amidst the thirty like 
things that someone highlighted per page, I will heal you, was also highlighted. It just got missed. Right. Just, yeah. And then right. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. We had it, we we had it all <laughs> along. They found it. <laughs> all right. Tyler Davis writes, Hey, Thumbs, a reader sent in that great Hitman video titled There's a Problem with the Toilet. That was really good. It was really good. It was indeed hilarious, but because the video's description nor title does not mention Hitman, the suggested videos <laughs> related <laughs> are all about toilet problems and not Hitman. Is, yeah, correct. I'm not sure what was funnier, the actual video or the fact that I had to watch it while looking at a thumbnail of a very poopy toilet. Tyler. Yeah, I also observed that and was amused. Um, all right. Let's see. Shadow Zenith writes, Hey, Thumbs, long time, multiple time Lord Zenith here. Lumines, uh, Luminous Touch Fusion for iPhone may have come out in 2009, but the game Chris has been playing for iPhone, Pad, and Android is Luminous Puzzles and Music, and it was just released in 2016, so nothing was ruined. Except maybe the mobile game industry is uh, reselling us updated versions of everything every few hardware generations. Also, I do have a question. Am I imagining it, or was there a self-imposed moratorium on mouth fart noises on the cast a while back? Personally, I enjoy your simulated flatulence as an efficient expression of frustration or self-effacing amusement. amusement. So the steady increase in Jake and Chris raspberries is more than welcome. Have we been doing it more again recently? I don't know. I don't really remember. I don't know. And yeah, a lot of people have emailed and tweeted at me to say that I wasn't crazy... About Luminous. It's a new Luminous. It's you, a new one. You, you like gaslit yourself with that where you're like, oh, new Luminous. Wait, no, I couldn't have. I mean, that game's been out for a long time, so why would I be saying that it's new? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I did completely undermine <laughs> myself. I thought that I saw it featured. It is featured, but it was out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's a new Luminous game out for iOS and Android, maybe. Yeah, it's good. It's just that game. Um, okay. And a new Halo. <laughs> yeah. There's new Halo 4K. Um, all right. Let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, so, uh, Joachim Kuipers. I'm that's certain, a I'm pronounced certain, correctly. That's so <laughs> correct. That's so exactly Nailed what this it. person's name is. Writes, hi, Chris and others. Whoa. Oh, oh, eat others. shit, us, oh, Nick, shit. we're nothing. Nah. You're you're something. You're others. Um, he, <laughs> this person writes. I thought the sections of the last few podcasts where you talked about predict- predictive text generation were quite interesting. Hopefully, this devolves into a predictive text email. Since there was definitely some structure in the text, I presume there was some kind of machine learning going on in the algorithm the author used. They made their project open source, so I decided to take a look myself. Sadly, there is no real intelligence going on inside the script. It suggests 20 words by means of Markov chains, of which the user has to choose one, and then it shows a new list of 20 suggestions to pick from, and so on. So that kind of operates a little bit like predictive text on phones, kind of. Um, However, I still wanted to find out what it would do if I fed it the episode descriptions of the Idle Thumbs episodes 200 to 278, so I did. Uh, Here's the generated text using the best suggestion each time except once. So these are idle. These are generated idle. This is, I guess, one big generated idle thumbs description here. Um, the time to the left and right. I'm hungry, says the pilot over text chat. You see, he's named Nick. You're hungry too. Maybe there's somewhere to eat. Maybe two two of you will be spoiled. This week we take a look into the creation of this podcast. It is about Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, a game that stirs up memory of something we loved dearly long ago. 
Then we'll let you in on the sad Space Dads craze that has taken the gaming world by storm. If that isn't enough, stick with us for the video game Downwell. And this is a perfect moment to preserve as a photo. You try to clear up the shot by setting any enemies to hidden and find yourself suddenly alone. End. I've written a small blog post about this. Check it out here. No need to link on the podcast. I will not because I will not be able to spell and pronounce this again. I'm sorry. Uh, the name of the blog post is Idle Thumbs Text Prediction, so you you might be able to find it through that. Oh, no. The, uh, well, the name of the post is Text Generation by Markov Chains, and it also has Idle Thumbs in it. All my, right. My friend Jordan, who uh, also wrote a full JavaScript, JavaScript re-implementation of Winamp so that people could look at Winamp oh, themes yeah. without having Winamp, also made a Markov <coughs> Chain Idle Thumbs episode generator uh, a while ago. Oh, that's ago. right. I remember that. We, we read some of those. This week, you decide your podcast experience. Do you want it to live? One 16-pocket crazy crust cheese pizza, please, <laughs> uh, <laughs> etc. So yeah. um, there's a couple Markov chain thumbs generators, apparently. Well, speaking of idle thumbs generated things, uh, Tom Kidd writes in and says, Hey, guys, I updated schnapple.com slash thumbs to reflect the shift to Thursday, as well as streamlined it and modified the experimental part to reflect the current lineup. Thanks and keep up the good work, Tom Kidd. So schnapple.com slash thumbs is a website that I should have used this week and last week um, because when you go to it, what it does is it tells you what the the little it's at the beginning of the mm. podcast should be. So if you go to schnapple.com slash thumbs right now at the time we're recording, it says... It's September 15th, 2016. This is Idle Thumbs 280. And then there's a checkbox to say, make it be the next Thursday in case it's already Thursday, which it is today. Oh, it generates the script for us, too. If you press show extra crap. You yeah. You choose who's on the episode, and then right. it says... Yeah. We had this a while ago. So right now, the defaults say, Jake, it's September 15th, 2016. Chris, this is Idle Thumbs 280. I'm Chris Remo. Jake, I'm Jake Rodkin. Nick, and I'm Nick Bregan. Technically incorrect, because Jake is the and... Mm-hmm. Um, but you can, I think, adjust the order. Nope. No, you can't? Okay. Opening thumb, Nick Brecken. No, I don't know. There's a way to do it. Maybe there's not. doesn't matter. Oh, you can. Yeah, you can. You can. Oh, my God. This is a, and I'm Chris Ramo. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to, I don't know. You can go to it. It's schnapple.com slash thumbs for 10% off your free podcast spiel generator. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean that's probably it. We had a long podcast today, so that's probably that's good, all anyone wants to hear. Probably from a good us. podcast. Yeah, a big day. Let's get out of your ears. And a big day needs a big podcast. <laughs> Go to idlethumbs.net slash idlethumbs. Keep. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. Keep moving that marfer. <laughs> <laughs> Keep moving that motherfucker. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, thanks for listening. If you like this podcast for some reason, you can leave us a review or a rating on iTunes. That helps out a lot. <laughs> Tell your friends all about it if you think they might like it too. They will. They'll especially like like farts. Um, uh, we're on Twitter at twitter.com slash idle thumbs. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash idle thumbs. We have a newsletter that seems to be going out roughly monthly or so. You can find that on any page at idlethumbs.net at the bottom, which is also where you can find all the rest of the shows on our network, including Idle Weekend with Rob Zachney and Danielle Riendo, um, Three Moves Ahead with Rob Zachney and a rotating cast of strategy people, 
um, the Idle Book Club with me and Sarah Argadale. We will very soon be putting up our episode about uh, the Raymond Carver short story uh, collection, what we talk about when we talk about love. We recorded it. I just have to actually get it up. Um, And uh, all kinds of other stuff like Terminal 7 about Netrunner with Nels Anderson and and Jesse Turner. Um, That's all at idlethumbs.net. Thanks for listening. Bye. Wow. Fucking Marf, you guys. We're not saying bye. bye. Oh, okay. <laughs>